I'm Kristen Pleasanton, Deputy Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. With me in the studio is Margaret Winslow, Associate Curator for Contemporary Art at the Delaware Art Museum. Margaret, welcome to Delaware State of the Arts. Thank you for having me, Kristen. We'd like to talk about what's going on at the Art Museum, and in particular, the special exhibition Art in Wilmington, 1970 to 1990. So if you'd like to first start about talking about how this whole ex exhibition came about. Of course. So when I um, was just back in Delaware, I was involved with an artist collective, the New Wilmington Art Association. And we were hosting exhibitions in downtown Wilmington in vacant real estate properties. Oh. Of course, it's 2008, 2009, mm -hmm. really taking advantage of some of those spaces in the city. And I, as part of that organization, as part of my projects, I had the opportunity to visit the Queen right before the renovation started oh. in that space. And if you entered the Queen off the Fifth Street side, you went up this kind of dark, narrow stairwell. And all along the side of the stairwell was a repeating word, gallery, 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 in this wonderful kind of 1970s era <laughs> font. And so my interest was immediately peaked, peaked. We go up to the second floor, and you're met by a huge high ceiling, open arched windowed space, perfect for a gallery. Mm. So of course, I was curious, having not known about any galleries in downtown Wilmington. So I started doing some research and found out that between 1973 and the late 1970s, Fifth Street Gallery was in that space. And it was really Wilmington's first cutting edge, you know, Soho Chelsea kind of contemporary art space wow. run by Robert Jones. And what what was Robert Jones' background? What was he involved with? He went to the University of Delaware. He was a sculpture major there, studied with um, Professor Joe Moss. And on finishing his program, he had decided that instead of going to New York, he was interested in investing in Wilmington and really exploring the creative um, possibilities for artists within the city. So keep in mind, this is early 1970s. There is still fear from some people to go into downtown Wilmington mm -hmm. because of the riots mm -hmm. um, at the end of the 1960s. And there's some interesting possibilities for artists. There are vacant real estate um, possibilities. There's really some some interesting opportunities to develop a contemporary art scene community there. Mm -hmm. So he took advantage of that opportunity. And because of that vacant space, he was able to establish the Fifth Street Gallery and establish a strong contemporary art exhibition and event program. So learning about that history made me realize that as a curator in Wilmington, working with artists who were interested in the city, it made me realize that that history had not been properly documented. Mm -hmm. And this was the perfect time to do so. And the Delaware Art Museum was the perfect exhibition, or excuse me, museum to take on that project. Great. And how long was it in development? I think I first went into that space around 2009. Okay. So I've really been working on this project for the better part of five years. And that's certainly, um, that's fairly typical with an exhibition 
uh, to develop it about four or five years in advance. But with this project, because of the scope of the research, this mm-hmm. is a two-decade history, I, in some ways, I could have kept going. I think, you know, <laughs> that five years was exactly what I needed, if not even more. <laughs> And I think um, what's nice, too, is a lot of the artists involved in working at that time are still around and and active now. Is that true? That is true. Many of the artists are included in the museum's collections. They've been included in other recent museum exhibitions. They've had exhibitions at the Delaware Center for the Contemporary Arts. Um, One artist um, in particular, Margot Allman, is included in the exhibition she was just in exhibitions at those two institutions uh-huh. as well. Mitch Lyons, Stephen Tannis, uh, really the list could go on and on. Multiple photographers, Carson Zollinger, Terrence Roberts. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible list of artists. More than 50 artists are included in the exhibition, and many of them are still active today. Wow, that's that's quite a few, 50. I didn't realize there were that many. Um, and speaking of the artists... I know in connection with the exhibition, there's also an oral history project that you've been working on. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. I felt as though within this research project, of course, you know, firsthand primary document research was important, as was the opportunity to talk directly with the key participants in these two decades. So that included artists, art historians, curators, politicians, arts community, active members. Mm -hmm. And so as part of that project, I conducted interviews with over 60 individuals within the Wilmington community. And fortunately, the transcription of all of those interviews was generously funded by the Delaware Humanities Forum. Oh, great. Which is just wonderful because what that means is not only... Does that information add to the exhibition itself? That resource is now permanently housed in the Delaware Art Museum's Helen Farsloan Library and available online as PDF transcriptions. So this can now be a resource for anyone who's interested in researching either that two-decade history or particular artists. Oh, that's great. And during your interviews, um, were you getting the feeling that this was sort of a golden time for the arts in in Wilmington, or what was the thought there? It really was. Um, The 1970s and 80s for Wilmington, but really nationwide Mm -hmm. as well, these are two incredibly exciting decades. There are a lot of different things that are coming together in the 1970s, especially in the early 1970s, specifically in Wilmington, A lot of individuals, um, politicians, there's federal funding, local funding that's going into the revitalization of downtown Wilmington. So it's at that point that we have the renovation of the Grand Opera House, the establishment of the Market Street Mall as a pedestrian mall to encourage people to go into the city. We have the foundation later in the decade of the Delaware Center for the Contemporary Arts, the Delaware Theater Company the Delaware Humanities Forum, and the establishment of many of the contemporary art galleries that continue to support artists in our city and in our state today. So it was in the 1970s you saw all of those activities, energy coming together, the establishment of those groups and organization. And then in the 1980s, we really get to see how they develop 
how they grow, how they establish their programs. Great. So that really is a, a lasting legacy from that time period. It really is. And we're really seeing how today all of that history is impacting the arts community. Wonderful. And there is uh, a magazine that was associated with that time period as well. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. So the exhibition titled Dream Streets takes its name from an arts and literary magazine, Dream Streets, <laughs> that uh, was established in 1977 and ran until 2006. In the 1970s, a lot of artists um, created arts and literary magazines or zines, mm -hmm. as we refer to them as well were created as platforms for information sharing, for creative experimentation, for uh, the promotion of various music events, mm -hmm. dance programs. This was really an important forum, maybe something like Facebook or social Correct. media. <laughs> Which wasn't around, so they had to write it down, didn't Ex they? <laughs> exactly. So that's where all of that information sharing could mm -hmm. take place. Mm -hmm. So Dream Streets was founded in 77, continued, as I said, through 2006. So it's really one of the longest running arts and literary publications in Wilmington. And as a special part of this exhibition, we created a special anniversary edition, number 51 of Dream Streets. We worked with Stephen Leach, one of the original editors, and we included contributions, both writing and artwork, by original contributors and new contributors as well. Great. And people can pick that up um, if they visit the exhibition, or how can they get a copy? Well, I would encourage them to look at some... Um, you know, coffee shops and other local places around the city because we have just run out of okay. the magazine. We printed hundreds, if not thousands, wow. but it's been a popular publication and they have all been taken, unfortunately. Okay. And uh, we're going to get into more about what's in the exhibition itself in a few moments. But first, I'd like to remind our listeners that you're listening to News Radio, 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV for Delaware State of the Arts. Today, I'm talking with Margaret Winslow, Associate Curator for Contemporary Art at the Delaware Art Museum, and we're really focused in on the exhibition going on now called Dream Streets, Art in Wilmington from 1970 to 1990. So if someone is going to visit the exhibition. Um, first, where can they find out information? Let's let's talk about that. Sure. Information about the exhibition itself and the Delaware Art Museum is online at delart.org. You can also find us on social media at Facebook. You can find information about the show and any upcoming events. Okay. So we talked about some of the artists. Um, how many artists are actually featured in the exhibition? There are over 50 artists included in the show. And the styles range from what was popular in the 70s and 80s, right? I mean, it's, a, it's kind of a throwback to that. Exactly. It's a very diverse exhibition. And that's part of um, the trend in mm -hmm. contemporary art in the 1970s and 80s. So in the decades prior... We have abstract expressionism. This mm -hmm. is the first uniquely American art movement. And artists are aligned around that style. 
Now, after that, we have various responses mm -hmm. to abstract expressionism. So pop art, of course, minimalism, conceptual art, all of these different trends and criticism and discussion led to a very diverse artistic approach in the 1970s. So artists are considering really what is abstraction, what is figuration. There's a lot of interesting debate around that. So there are pluralistic approaches. We see that nationwide. We see that in Delaware. And it's represented in the exhibition. So there are four major sections for the exhibition. Okay. The first focuses on abstraction and those various approaches. The second on figuration, the third on photography, and the fourth on the zine scene. So <laughs> artists produced magazines and xerography as well. Okay, so you've brought in both the visual and the, the literary as part of the exhibition as well. Exactly. In my planning of the exhibition, I, of course, wanted to focus on the visual arts. Uh -huh. But not surprisingly, there are interesting collaborations happening between artists and writers artists and dancers, artists and musicians, artists and filmmakers. It's a really exciting creative time. So the exhibition itself really focuses on the visual arts. All of the other programs that are organized as part of the exhibition touch on all of those other key elements. So on film specifically, on performance, on dance, and on literature. Oh, okay. So what kind of special events are coming up? We have two special events that are coming up uh, really for the close of the exhibition. The first is on Thursday, September 17th. This is the third in a series of Wilmington Artists Gallery Talks. And on the 17th, we'll be looking specifically at abstraction in Delaware. And we'll be joined by Margot Allman, Mitch Lyons, and Jim Newton. And then, as part of the real closing celebration for the exhibition, we'll host our Artist Social Dream Streets Festival on Friday, September 18th. This is a free event. It takes place from 6 to 10 p.m. And this after-hours event really looks at kind of the mid-19 to late 1980s and the exciting hip-hop and rap culture that's here in Wilmington during that time. Mm -hmm. So we'll have live musicians, live breakdancing, live graffiti, food trucks from Rolling Revolution. It should be a really exciting event. That sounds great. And the closing date for the exhibition? Is on um, Sunday, September 27th. Okay, so people need to go out pretty soon if they want to see it. Um, it's really... Uh, sort of a, it marks a milestone in, in the culture of the arts in Wilmington. Yes. And so let's talk about some of the specific pieces of artwork um, that you might see. I know uh, one of my favorites um, that really struck me when I was in the exhibition was Margot Allman's Black Herculon Assemblage, which dealt with um, some crocheting of, of yarn and this huge assemblage. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and maybe some of your favorite pieces that people should look for? Of course. Well, Margot Allman's Black Herculean Assemblages is definitely one of my favorites. That's um, created by Margot Allman. She is a West Grove-based artist, and she crocheted that work in the summer and fall of 1975. Now, what I'll say, and this is interesting for you, Kristen, since you've seen it, that is just a small part of the full installation that she created. <laughs> 
There are actually 75 forms that make up the full piece. Wow. So what you'll see in the exhibition is a smaller installation of that work. So what's interesting about that, um, first, it's a site-specific installation. She allowed the preparators and I to determine the configuration. All of those pieces are modular. Okay. So they can be arranged in different <laughs> ways. And it's created with a local product. It is made from olefin yarn. It was texturized by Kenetex, which is a Kenet-based, uh, Kenet Square-based company. Uh-huh. And that material specifically is used for car interiors, uh, interiors really for industrial use. Oh. It's known for its, its sturdiness, its color fastness, and it's remained that beautiful dark black color ever since. So this is an artist who is using new industrial materials mm-hmm. in the 1970s. And what's wonderful is she's using local industrial right. materials. So right. it's a really exciting piece. Yeah. So what are some of of your other favorites that people should see? I love the work of Flash Rosenberg. She is a photographer who's included in the exhibition. Um, Went to the University of Delaware, studied with Byron Shirtliff there. And in the 1970s, photography is exploding. Mm. So there are new exhibitions about photography. There's federal funding for photography projects. Specifically, when Flash finished at the University of Delaware, she um, was able to join the Delaware Art Museum staff under CETA funding. This is the Comprehensive Employment and Training Act. So similar to the WPA decades earlier, this fund was established for under or unemployed people in Delaware and employed a lot of artists. Ah. And so she was part of this incredible photography documentation project. I love her work because she offers these wonderful snapshots of human experience. They're humorous, they're intelligent, uh, they're really downright funny. So I'd encourage (laughs) everyone to look at her work and all of the photography that's included specifically. There's also some really strong painting in the exhibition. We have a beautiful large diptych by the artist Simi Knox. He's mm. best known mm-hmm. for his portraits um, of politicians, uh, the Cosbys, um, you know, actors and actresses. But mm-hmm. this is a very early example of his work, and it's a beautiful large abstraction. So that's really quite different from what we, we know of him today. There are also, I, one of my favorites is by the... University of Delaware, previous University of Delaware painting professor Stephen Tannis, the Steiner Sisters. It was first exhibited in Sewell Biggs's Grand Gallery down on Market Street Mall. <laughs> it's a beautiful double portrait. So it's, I think, really interesting to see how some artists really change their style from then till now. And some of them have sort of kept the same grain or the same, you know, worked in the same way. That's a really good observation. So for those of us who know the contemporary art scene locally, it's exciting to see earlier work by artists who we may know their styles today. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, you're seeing abstract work (laughs) by an artist we know to be now a figurative painter, Mm -hmm. and sometimes the reverse. We also get to see the range of artistic production by so many of these artists. Mm. An artist like Margot Allman, who's working with this interesting industrial material, now she's focused mainly 
on paintings. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So was it very difficult to find the pieces from that era for the show? Or, or what was that process like? It was. It was difficult to find artists <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> uh, and it's really, you know, this wonderful kind of treasure hunt. Mm-hmm. So identifying who were these most active participants in the downtown Wilmington scene and then tracking down work specifically. Some work is no longer in existence. Mm-hmm. Some work is, we won't say lost, but location unknown sure. <laughs> at this point. Um, some works, it was nice. Artists still had them right in their studios right. in perfect condition. <laughs> so that was easy. One of the artists who I mentioned earlier, Robert Jones, worked with polyurethane and fiberglass. When he was at the University of Delaware, he created these great polyurethane, brightly colored pieces. None of those exist because it's poly, it it just all crumbled Mm. apart. Mm -hmm. We were able to find one of his fiberglass shroud sculptures that was displayed in New York. It's the only one that I know of still to be in existence. And uh, I know some of the artists um, are no longer with us, um, such as Victor Spinsky. I did notice a piece from him in the ceramics field. Mm -hmm. So he was quite a pioneer in that area. He was incredibly important with ceramics, an incredibly good trompe l'oeil ceramicist. And fortunately, we were able to borrow the work from his widow. Oh, great. Well, we are almost out of time. So, Margaret, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. Um, I've been speaking with Margaret Winslow, Associate Curator for Contemporary Art at the Delaware Art Museum. And we've been discussing Dream Streets, the exhibition that features art in Wilmington from 1970s to the 1990s. Uh, There are a few um, special events left associated with the exhibit, and the exhibit closes on September 27. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you, Kristen.